Yo, 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 what it do, everybody? This your man, Drake, a.k.a. Drake on Wheels. Welcome back, everyone, to the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling. It's Diddy, we made it back here for another week of Talk Pro Wrestling. Good morning, good night, good afternoon to all my listeners all across the world, wherever you may be at, everyone's tuning in on Spotify, Podcast, iHop Radio. And for those who came back to the 1130 Podcast YouTube channel, appreciate it so, so much, man. It's going to be a dope one, another a uh, week of wrestling in the book, so that's what we're going we're gonna to talk about this week, man, for real. Uh, but before we do, uh, if you're watching on YouTube and also if you're new to the 1130 podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Yes, like it, leave a comment, it, share it, do all that great stuff. Tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, tell me what you like, what you don't like about the show, all that great stuff, man. It's going to be a great one. And don't forget to follow the 1130 podcast on all social media platforms. But you got, like I said, it's time to talk some pro wrestling. Got an awesome guest, man, is joining me this week uh, here on Talk Pro Wrestling, man. Uh, my guy, Mark, man, he's the cool, cool, dope host of Jumping the Rail, uh, the wrestling podcast. He's going to sit down and we're going to talk some wrestling here this week on Talk Pro Wrestling. Um, without no further ado, we're going to bring my man Mark in. Mark, Mark, how's it going, buddy? Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, no problem. Thank you for taking the invite and, you know, taking the time out of your day to come on uh, the 1130 Podcast, Talk Pro Wrestling, to chat some wrestling, man. Heck yeah. Hey, it's, uh, hey, it's, been a, it's been a good week, man. <laughs> hey, yes it have. Yes it have. Been a dope week. Been a great week. Uh, how's life treating you? Oh, can't complain. Just, uh, just got off work not too long ago. Yeah, a couple hours before I go and record my uh, my show for this week. So I figured, you know, there's something I'd rather do than talk wrestling for a while. So, hey, cool. So we'll I love talking wrestling, though. Hey, that's what's oh, me up. Too, man. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking wrestling. And like I said, I appreciate you taking the invite. So I put out the uh, notice, man. I was looking for someone to check wrestling. Because, hey, if I don't have a guest, I can talk wrestling by myself all day long. <laughs> but it's always, it's, always, it's always good uh, to have a guest. Uh, tell everyone about yourself, man. You know, you're the host of Jumping the Real Podcast and everything before we get started. Yeah, uh, I've been hosting Jumping the Rail for about a year. Uh, me and kind of a round table of people who come in show to show like in this case tonight where i'm starting my first uh, watch along you know just doing just going through a an old wcw pay-per-view this time but uh we cover all kinds of topics mainly wrestling sometimes true to the title of the show we tend to go off the rails a little bit on side tangents but it's uh, it's a lot of fun man I've, uh, like i said i've just started doing this about a year ago but uh i uh, we do it out of champaign illinois uh you might know Tony Khan's hometown, and uh, yeah, so it's uh, that's pretty much what it is, man. I just I play music in the part time, and, and uh, that's not my day job. I'm all about uh, pro wrestling, man. Just ask my wife. Hey. <laughs> and that's cool. That's real, real cool. That's real, real cool. You say you started doing a podcast about a year ago. Uh, was was it just because of uh, the love and the passion for wrestling made you want to start the podcast, or something you always wanted to do? Uh, I, I love wrestling since I was about six years old, ever since uh, Macho Man took out Ricky Steamboat on TV. Uh, yeah. But I've been listening to wrestling, well, podcasts in general, a lot of wrestling podcasts since about 2011. Uh, Cole Jericho, Austin, all those guys have their podcasts, and I just kind of got hooked on it early. And it finally got to the point where I was able to pull the trigger and start my own last year, and, uh, and it's been just a blast ever since. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. Look here, man. I'm going on my three year anniversary of podcasting, so I know That's... how I know the feeling. I know the feeling of uh, being thrilled to do it, man. For real, oh, yeah. uh, I've been a wrestling fan since you know the late '90s and stuff, growing up in the Attitude Era. So that was pivotal for me, being a huge rock fan and stuff like that. Too. Yeah. Um, it's all, it's all, it's always good to you know chat wrestling. You know, you got that bond with you know another. Um, you also mentioned. Tony Cone, and you're from Illinois, and Tony Cone hometown. Uh, while we while we at it, we're gonna start off the first topic. Um, they mentioned Tony Cone at AEW. Um, right. You're a fan of AEW, right? Yeah, I am. Uh, pretty much since uh, I guess before the first All In show, you know, watching New Japan, you knowing a lot of those like Hangman Page from Ring of Honor, then Omega and the Bucks and Cody, all those guys, and then. Yeah, Jericho and Moxley in there. Then I got into it, like from mm-hmm. day one. So okay, yeah, same since AEW. You know, I was talking about it uh, this past week on Commission Talks. Is you know, I I, I I'm not going to sit around and, and hate on it. Is 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 cool. It's great. It was it was the flavor of the week of the month of the year for some time. And uh, I just think they just need a whole lot of uh, improving to do, especially after the whole little, you know, samples, samples that uh, has been going down over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we're going to yeah, get into that in just a few. We got an update on Hangman Adam Page's uh, injury that took place uh, this past week on AEW Dynamite, which he sustained in concussion. Um, prayers go out to uh, Hangman Adam Page and hopes he make a full recovery. Um, on that situation and the title match that took place, uh, I thought the match was excellent. Like up until that, the finish. Uh, you don't mm. want to, you don't want to fuck around with concussions. That's that's for sure. I mean, anybody that follows football knows what's been going on with Tua with Miami those two and four days, and then, uh, yeah, Pace got caught. That it already is hell when you if you don't take it right, man. And uh, you could like it's uh when you see a guy down there not moving for a good five six minutes, it's it's scary business. And uh, yeah, you you could you could tell that they were uh, they were scrambling a little bit on commentary, trying to. Just trying to trying to fill fill the time and all that, but uh, I think they did an, a really good job of number one, keeping the show going, uh, getting Hangman taken care of resp- responsibly. You know, the head of the stretcher and the doctors and everybody, and then they they ended the show really well with uh, with MJF coming out and uh, doing the stuff he was doing with Regal. The whole show was just aces in my book, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, like you said, good thoughts to the Hangman. Uh, like I said, you don't want to see that happen to anybody, and, and he's somebody I've been high on for several years. So hopefully he's uh, he's not out for too long. But yeah, you don't want to take any chances when you got concussions. Yeah, you're definitely right. You don't want to take concussions. You mentioned it. Or you mentioned it just a few moments ago. I talked about it um, a couple of days ago, uh, especially after uh, the quarterback. From the Miami Dolphins, and he, you know, went out there, caught a concussion, went back in for another game, and was like, "Nah, this ain't it." So definitely, they on they on the series up with uh, Hangman Adam Page. Uh, yeah, once I saw it, I was like, "Okay, cool." That was you know a, a lariat that John Moxley kind of like always do, but I think the landing, which the impact and also the landing that he did on his uh, mm-hmm. head, was uh, 
that really knocked them out. And like you said, commentary was trying to, you know, scramble and put things together. I felt like the match was going to end maybe like five minutes. Uh, uh, what was going to end? What wasn't going to go on that long? And then of course MJF and Moxley did their thing at the end of the show to you know to keep the crowd going on. But everybody was obviously like you said was uncertainty though. Um. To MJF though, in the promo that he had with uh, William Regal was like storytelling to his best, right? Oh, absolutely. Just MJF. I mean, it's not say he's best promo in the company, and he has this really great knack for a guy as young as he's. He's only twenty six years old, which is crazy, but he mm -hmm. can wrap that audience around his little finger. He can get sympathy. Then he'll he'll get the heat and he'll get the hate from him. Then he'll get people just chanting his name and getting that almost a baby face pop, which is crazy to think about because he's such a great heel. But he goes in and his best promos have been the ones that have, have had an element of realism to him. Like you go back to the stuff he was doing with Punk earlier this year and mm -hmm. the stories about when he was a kid getting bullied and all that. And then you take this story that he was telling Tuesday with Regal about going to the tryout and getting the emails and how he was 19 years old. But then, and as good as that was, we got a William Regal that I've been waiting for since he showed up in AEW. Just, he's a, such a, it, you don't want to throw the term master around, but that was kind of a, a master class in how to, how to turn it around. Because I don't know if you noticed, when Regal started talking, he was getting booze after NJS promo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. By the end of the mm -hmm. promo, everybody was on their feet. They were there was nobody was wrong there in that, which is really mm -hmm. hard to do with a, a good babyface heel segment. Because usually there's yeah. one guy's right, one guy's wrong. In this case, like I can see both sides of this. But Yeah. And and, and I think everybody before William uh even spoke or he said anything, I think everyone came to the conclusion like uh, we don't even care what you had to say because MJ promo right. was good. MJF promo was good. It was great. Like, boo. So then once William went on for, you know, went on for a moment, it was like, hold up, wait a minute. He got a point here. He, you know, he uh -huh. really got a good point. So, and I, I, I love everything that William Regal, how he just came back at him. Like, 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 son, like I taught you, I taught you this. You know, and don't come out here and try to embarrass me and, and read the letter uh, or the email, matter of say, that I, I sent you to kind of like light a fire under you so you can be the MJF that you need to be. And I thought it was, I thought it was just perfect, real, real perfect. Uh, MJF is trying to say, I was, I was only 19. Oh yeah, I was 16. I was on the Cardinals beat up like grown men. This the fact that you edit easy, just if that's if it was an email. They got you, they got you this fired up because yeah, Regal's fighting on the Cardinals in England when he was 15, 16 years old and just getting his ass kicked by grown men for however many years before he finally got to, into the business on, on TV. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it was just a great give and take. And uh, like I said, this, yeah. is where, this is where I think Regal's missed on the developmental side on WWE because that's what he's doing with somebody who's established like NJF to think what he could do with the young guys coming up that are still kind of from square one like on the promo mm -hmm. but it's just yeah I hope we see more of that at a reboot going forward yeah you're right you're right and in, 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 in a case when you become such much in a case when you're a great heel like MJF 
and he's so over that every time he come out, he gets the biggest pop of the night besides maybe John Moxley or, or someone else. But he gets the biggest pop of the night. And with, with MJF, I mean, I, I think he could, but how would you feel about an MJF as a babyface? I hope that it doesn't happen for a while just because I love his heel work, but he could very easily be the top baby face in that company. Just if he, if he wanted to, drop him a hat, easy. Because like you said, aside from, I say aside from Moxley, nobody gets bigger reactions than he does. I can, he's even surpassed Jericho these days as far as crowd reaction, with the exception of Jericho's song. But, but, uh, but yeah, he could, he's in that, the position right now where no matter what he does, he's going to score. Because mm-hmm. even if he just if he goes to take the tweener out the Tracy Smothers tweener, you'll go against everybody that would work. Because he doesn't have to change anything when he turns baby face. Because he, he's getting over on those promos that he's cutting nowadays. So, yeah. so, he, so he wouldn't have to change that even. And he yeah. would you, he, he's just great what he's doing right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely great of everything he's doing right now, every promo. And th- one thing William Regal uh, said that I, w- I do would like to see more MJF do is actually win matches on his own. And I would like to see him win matches on his own to prove that he is not just more than a loud mouth. And just, you know, on the mic, on the stick, he's great, you know. But I want to see more of what he can do also in the ring uh, as time goes on. As time uh, goes on. Uh, but you guys, man, uh, we're going to move on here on uh, Talk Pro Wrestling. From AEW to WWE, it was uh, rumored going around that uh, former WWE legend uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson can possibly become an, an executive of the WWE. Now, talks have been, you know, going out there with Nick Khan, and Nick Khan kind of like brushed it off a little bit. Mark, I want to ask uh, your opinion, uh, your thoughts on uh, The Rock maybe coming in an executive or buying World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, the rumors I heard was that he had approached Nick Khan about actually buying the company out, right? Which I don't know how it would yeah. I know Rock yeah. and Nick Khan, have a, they go way back. They've done business before. And if anybody like, from that era was going to do it, I think The Rock would be the guy to do it. Uh, number one, he's got respect for this. He's got the pedigree. He's a third-generation guy. His grandfather and grandmother were promoters. And, and he's got the name and the, and the face value to really elevate. I, I guess elevate would be the right word. But... Uh, to keep the company going, I don't think he would make a whole lot of changes. I think he would, if it was me, I would say I would have him still keep Triple H with the book in the run of the day-to-day of it. Because, you know, I don't think there's a lot of people busier than Dwayne Johnson right now between everything he's doing. But, uh, yeah, I think he would, he's he got the respect for the business. And that's a knock I have on a lot of the, with the office of WWE is there's so many people there that, don't have the background in in wrestling. Like, you got Triple H, you got Bruce Pritchard, you got, like, Michael Hayes on the creative side, but then you got a Nick Khan who doesn't have a whole lot. Like, before WWE, he, I remember he was working, but it was in entertainment, but it wasn't in pro wrestling. And mm-hmm. he kind of 
was putting the bottom the bottom line ahead of the product in my scene, like when Vince was running the show. But now that mm-hmm. you got Triple H kind of making the day to day decisions, it's more wrestling focused. And I think if The Rock got involved, it would stay that way. I don't think he would he would veer it back to the the Vince philosophy necessarily. Yeah. I totally, I totally agree on that. I totally agree. I, I feel like if The Rock would come in and have a piece of, of WWE and being an executive, I feel like Triple H is doing a fabulous job since he's taken over. Um, I agree. And I, I just think that The Rock would just bring more eyes on it. And I think that, that's what WWE is doing right now with Logan Paul and the whole Roman Reigns. Regardless of my opinions on it, I don't understand it. I don't like it, but I get the the logic behind it, you know, putting more eyes on the product. And I feel like with The Rock as being a top movie star, you got Black Adam coming out, uh, just just so much, you know, elements, you know, behind the name The Rock, you know, and with him also being the owner of uh, 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 XFL, you know, buying that from, you know, Vince McMahon. So it, it's so many, you know, things that could be dope. They, they could really play, but I think he will actually keep most of it. Um, most of it the same, though. Most of it the same. Uh, speaking of the same, most things stay the same. More things change. More things stay, stays the same. But things look like they're changing, though, in the year of 2023 with WWE's uh, pay-per-view slash premium live events. And uh, fans for a long time, such as myself, was uh, was a very was uh, very opinionated on WWE removing like gimmick pay-per-views such as Hell in a Cell, Stream Rules, TLC. Which TLC has been the recent one that they have removed, and in 2023, uh, most of those pay per views are going away. And I want to ask you: Are you a fan of it? Uh, any pay per views you'd like to see return? You know, thoughts on that? Uh, I've never been a big fan of the gimmick pay per views because I, I go back to like taking Hell in a Cell for example. It mm-hmm. almost gets a. Uh, it almost gets too gimmicky when it's a whole. There's a whole show dedicated to it. it. It used to be that would be the ultimate blow off to a really great feud. You know, you take like your Undertaker and Michaels, Triple H and Batista. They can go on, and that would be the icing on the cake for just a really big pay per view. But then when they started doing a pay per view with two or three Hell in a Cell matches, they kind of kind of diluted it a little bit to me. And same thing with. Uh, TLC. I loved when the TLC, the uh, the Money in the Bank was right, man. Money in the Bank when it was on WrestleMania every year. I thought that was awesome. It was a great attraction for WrestleMania. So I would kind of bum me out when they put it on its own pay per view because it made sense to me to have it. You win the briefcase of WrestleMania, you have until WrestleMania to defend it. It just made a nice, it made a nice, nice even number to me, like for for that. And uh, as far as bringing any back. I I like the idea of doing not not even every month a paper. Give me like eight every year. Just kind of spread out the storylines a little bit. You keep your your main four: uh, Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Uh, I do like Extreme Rules as a pay per view because it's not all Extreme Rules matches. Finger quotes. There, it's a tables match. It's a chairs match. It's a Street fight. It's it's all these different variations on like a no DQ match. So that that works. But like TLC, Hell in a Cell, Money in the Bank. I I think those 
shouldn't be standalone pay-per-views. Those should be sprinkled through some of the other big shows. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, no, no, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Like, uh, Hell in a Cell got to be the standout one. And also Money in the Bank, but Hell in a Cell, it, man, I remember back in uh, 2005 when Triple H and Batista rivalry just got to the core or Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Well, like you mentioned, yeah. Mick Foley or The Undertaker, it was, you know, we're going to blow this thing off inside this 20-foot uh, 25 foot hell in the cell cage, and that was a combination of the rivalry. And yeah, me as me at the beginning, when this whole hell in the cell concept came about for the pay per view, I was like, okay, well, is every match going to be in hell in the cell? I guess that was too much, but um, I, I, I don't know, I, I was just not too much of a fan of it. Um, just you know, having it pay per views and stuff, but the money in the bank definitely was an attraction, I think. Well. The Undertaker no longer in at WrestleMania. We got John Cena is no longer there. We got a lot of these top veteran guys are no longer going to be there. We need to have something that, you know, is it an establishment. We know at WrestleMania, we're going to see this match. And that right. was it. That, that's how it was for some time. You know, we knew we buy a ticket. We want to see The Undertaker defend his streak or, you know, it was going to be such and such. And I think the money in the bank having it at WrestleMania, that was that was a, that was a cool thing. Yeah. Until they change it yeah. for some time, though. Yeah. I'm definitely like get the brand. I get the strategy, you want to bring all that. And, uh, but yeah, it's just, I'm, a, I'm an old school fan. You know, I like the attraction matches as attractions, not, not as a full yeah, show. So. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, speaking of pay per views or premium live events, what was your thoughts on the Extreme Rules pay per view? Uh, because I I thought it was I thought it was one of the best extreme rules uh pay per views in a long time that majority of all if not every match was in the screen rules match besides the fact yeah. Bray Wyatt also returned oh yeah and yeah they couldn't have done that much better with Bray but I thought overall it was, it was a very good show uh I think my personal opinion my favorite match of the night was the opener the uh the uh, Donnie Brook match the Brawling Brutes and Imperium oh yeah but. Uh-huh. But there's so much good stuff on there. The uh, the ladder match was fun with Bianca and Bailey. Uh, I was a little lukewarm on Ronda and Liv Morgan in their match. I mean, with Liv and she's 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 a tough chick, man. But uh, she's not the kind of you don't picture her beating Ronda in a street fight. <laughs> you know, I don't mm-hmm. picture many of the guys on the roster beating Ronda in a street fight. To be honest with you. So it was kind of, that was kind of a no-brainer to me. I thought Ron was going to take it, but uh, then you take the fight pit was really good with uh, Riddle and Seth. I was wondering about that. Uh, I mean, I've seen we've seen Riddle in the fight pit before on NXT, but I was curious how how uh, Ron was going to do, and I thought he did a hell of a job. Yeah, but, he did. He did. I think I thought I thought Seth did did a cool job, you know, coming up with stuff to, uh, you know, I I seen him, you know, climb climb halfway up through the cage and, you know, turn around do the frog splash, you know, because it wasn't you no know, ring post in the ring to you know yeah. climb up to do anything. But yeah, I thought he did wonderful. I thought I thought uh, Seth Rollins I uh, did wonderful. I thought the Stream Rules pay per view was awesome. The Liv and Ronda match was the only match that was like. Eh. You know, I I, I kind of was with I was with them taking the belt off of Liv because Liv it just seems though her her chase was better than her being champion, 
and it seems that yeah. the crowd also turned on her yeah that that was that yeah. but everything else everything else in my opinion was incredibly awesome i, I just love watching some of the reactions especially at the end bro everyone was expecting gray wyatt to be there right and you know you get the copyright in and it was like oh wait what a minute and then all of a sudden the lights go out and it's gray wyatt so i thought that was that was amazing though that was that was really awesome that's what Triple H used to do on takeovers all the time. You put the trademark yes. up, and boom, Chopper runs the Gargano into the wall and strikes him out. So, uh, <laughs> I do have my one thing I hope with Triple H get kind of get back to live and rot it. I hope that they can kind of they need to kind of put a charge in that way against Division a little bit. Uh, I know they got people out. They got Becky's hurt. Charlotte's not at, not there. Oscar and Alexa been off TV the last few weeks, but. I think they uh, they need to put I guess they need to put a charge on that women's division a little bit. Uh, they got Ronda. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, Triple H do more with Shayna going forward. I think he will because mm-hmm. he's always high on her. I'd like to see Rhea mm-hmm. get more ring time instead of just being Dominic's mouthpiece with uh, Judgment Day, which he's doing a great job with, by the way. But yes, yes. Yeah, you got these great ladies in, on the rosters that they're not doing a lot with in ring. Like character-wise, yeah. Doing well. But uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more of the uh, the entering with the, with these ladies and really show them what they yeah. can do. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I think Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey said it best uh, at an interview. I think she did. It need to be more uh, rivalries and stories between uh, the women that that's not in the title picture. You know, we got the title picture, but we need something you know separate for the other women to do. You know, we got the title picture, we got the tag team, let's have something else. And like you mentioned, Shayna. Yeah, I felt like uh for a minute, you know, Triple H was like, okay, that because that was his girl in NXT. She was like unbeatable for a long time, man. So she really well, Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would love for her to, to to come back with that. Uh Raquel Ra- Raquel Gonzalez, Rodriguez, whatever one. Uh I would love to see her turn heel. I think the whole smiling thing, the whole you know, physique thing is just she got it in her, but I just uh, I, I want to see more from that. But like you said, definitely more from the uh, definitely more from the women's division. Obviously, Rhea Ripley, uh, Wisman, and Dominic Dominic Air every now and then. So yeah, that's 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 dope. Speaking of Dominic, though, uh, do you do you feel like uh, him being in the Judgment Day will help him grow as a as a wrestler? Uh, I do. I think. Ray's done a great job training the kid. I mean, he's still green as grass, I mean, clearly, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. not a lot of guys that have improved more in the last year than Dominic in the ring. Like, just uh, on, just in general, generally speaking. Uh, plus, he's got, he's working with Finn Balor and Priest in the ring every week, and there's not a whole lot of better guys working with Finn Balor if you're trying to learn. He's got a, he's got a background training guys. He's a veteran. Uh, Priest is one of my favorite guys to watch going back to Ring of Honor. And, uh, yeah, I think he's uh, he's going to – he can only get better. And there was – before he was in Judgment Day, I thought he should be in NXT, maybe go down and get a little polish. But I think he's getting that polish now. He's actually – they're giving him something to work with outside of just being Ray's kid, which I thought was mm-hmm. – it was, wasn't working. He was doing all Ray's moves. It kind of reminded me of when Dustin Rhodes first came up. When he was running with Dusty in the early 90s. But, uh, where was I going with that? 
But now I think Dominic, he's uh, he's getting heat like crazy, which he wasn't he wasn't getting the good kind of heat when he was running with Ray. But nowadays, like just I thought the way they're doing it now, having Ray go to SmackDown is great because they're stretching this story out. It's not going to be Ray getting his yeah. ass kicked every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you where I think they dropped the ball. And I have I haven't had a chance to run my podcast since it happened. I thought Dominic should have taken Ray's mask. They should have beat him down. Dominic take the mask off, just carry it around like a trophy. And then I don't know how familiar you are with Lucha Libre. The uh, he the biggest blow off match they can have is if it's a guy with a mask and a guy without a mask. It's hair versus mask. The loser either gets his head shaved or loses his mask, and they could they can do that with Ray and Dominic eventually. Which I would actually, if I'm booking WrestleMania, that's what I'm doing at WrestleMania. Okay, okay, I can I can I can see that. I can definitely see that. I think my part that I was always trying to put together in my head, how obviously, uh, and I, I'm so glad that Ray went over to SmackDown. I'm so glad because. It, it was a match made for them. Obviously, Ray said he don't want to touch his son, and the big matchup and the big payoff is obviously at WrestleMania. And like I said, going through my mind is how do we get them to go one on one? You know, obviously uh, Dominic has tortured his father, has made him leave Monday Night Raw, and you know everything just just left them to hang, and now he's all grown up. So what would what would it take for Rey Mysterio to fight his son, taking off this mask? I mean, that could be a possible one. But since or, these are uh, father and son or, you know, real-life yeah. family, I think we should take it up a notch. And I think Triple H telling a really good story. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it would be Dominic Mom coming out to say something. And, See, I, I don't know. Like, like, I, was, I was thinking of Leah coming out, the daughter. Have, okay, have, the daughter. For a bit, Dominic not doing anything. And then that could get the get Ray fired up and then I'm thinking maybe at the rumble they finally make contact mm-hmm. the first time yeah. during the rumble mm-hmm. match and then build that to WrestleMania because if I'm not mistaken they're not running a pay-per-view between the rumble and WrestleMania this next year I think it's just going okay. from January to April so it, that, but, I like it yeah I just uh, I think that can either that could be how Ray retires lose the mask retire put the kid over or it just, you know, push Dominic to the moon, you know, just uh, put him in the ring with his dad, you know, and do what they do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I definitely see the matchup he's going to have with his son is the moment he retire, kind of like, uh, kind of like go ahead and, you know, pass him the torch on to his yeah. son and stuff like that. I can, I can definitely, uh, definitely see that happening. I don't see them touching until, until then. So, yeah, uh, that's going to be cool. Uh, that is gonna be cool. Dominic is is growing up. Is is definitely growing up. And like you, you mentioned um, before, him with his dad. I think he learned everything he needed to learn with his dad. And a lot of people was like, "Yeah, he need to go to NXT, man. He's still green, man. He just he need to learn." But I think with him, um, it's separated from his father and with other wrestlers, and you know, going through the day to day lifestyle of a WWE superstar. I think he's learning instead of just having this. You know, father, you know, hold his hand. So when they do come back up, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be all cool. Yeah, it's gonna be all cool. Uh, 
we've been talking about Bray Wyatt before. It's some big plans um, in store for Bray Wyatt all the way up until WrestleMania, the White Six. And I want to get your thoughts on this because uh, I'm just, you know, I, I've i been staying off of the, the whole, I've been taking a, a backseat, I say, a backseat on the whole rumors and stuff like that because uh, at times for me, wrestling has became more predictable than you would want it to not be. So I like to see a lot of stuff play out. But I'm hearing about this whole Bray Wyatt six and reading about him, different personalities and stuff. Uh, what, what, what's your thoughts on it, and where you think this may go? Uh, well, I've I've heard all the all the rumors. Some some people say it's going to be like Bo Dallas and Joe Gacy, and some other people coming up mm. with it. But then I've also heard where it's the Wyatt Six is all six of his split personalities, all kind of just kind of running amok in his, in his head, which is a really creative idea if if they if they can if they do it right. And I think with Bray, I think he'll do it right. He's uh, he's smart and he's always had a really great grasp on whatever character he's doing. Uh, my personal favorite is the original. Uh, Kate Fear, you know, Max Katie, Bray Wyatt from NXT uh, when he was running with Cena at WrestleMania. But mm-hmm. uh, I've heard some people say that they're gonna, he's gonna do war games with the bloodline, which I hope is not true. Uh, yeah. I think it's too early. Uh, I think eventually he'll get that title run with uh, with Roman, but right now they're, they're reestablishing Bray right now. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying he wouldn't have a fantastic feed with Roman because he would, but yeah, I mean, you got to. We're still figuring out where Bray's going with this Uncle Howdy business, or if he's going to bring back Husky and the Buzzard and the Rabbit and all this. Make just it's just, you never know. It's the kind of thing that makes you want to tune in every week to see what happens next, which is the best thing you can say about a character. They leave you wanting more, and there's not a whole lot of wrestlers doing that these days. I mean, there's a few, but I mean, MJF is one. We were talking about him earlier, and then uh, and then Bray. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, I don't even know where you would start with with Bray. Who his first opponent would be? Uh, he's exclusive to SmackDown, so I mean, I'd love to see if he's going babyface put him across it's kind of a no-brainer but they have so many you got Sami Zayn you got uh McIntyre if you want to go that route so there's not a bad match to be had for for Bray on Smackdown so I'm uh I'm yeah. just really excited where they, where they go with him yeah I'm excited I'm excited to see where they go for him I hope it's not true what putting him against the bloodline right now and I feel like it's too too soon right now let's just get Caught up on Bray Wyatt, see where he's been, how he's doing. Obviously, he shared how he's doing uh, last week on SmackDown. And just let, let, let's just get in the move to it right now. And I think Karrion Cross, he, he's need to finish up what he's doing with Drew McIntyre. But I think Karrion Cross is a uh, is notable opponent for, for Bray Wyatt. I think a lot of people, but just like, let's see where he's going with it. And I think it's going to be amazing. I do like the. Uh, the original Bray Wyatt when he came from NXT. The Fiend stuff was creepy, cool, but eh. Um, Husky they, was, you know. Say that again? I think they overdid The Fiend. Uh, it was too much. 
like mm-hmm. as an attraction. I thought it was awesome. It looks like when they first debuted the fiend in that little video on the Funhouse, scared the piss mm-hmm. out of me. <laughs> oh crap, it was crazy. <laughs> but then every match was the fiend. I think they should have done more matches with Bray, and then save the fiend mm-hmm. for like uh, WrestleMania. Like how Finn does the demon. You know, it's not every match, yeah. but it's really big ones. Yeah, and I think another thing that killed that too, the whole red light throughout the match. I think yes. that was like a, a buzz killer throughout like really we gotta release it through this throughout like come on man come on. So yeah, that, that was that was weird. That was weird. But uh can't wait to see what Bray Wyatt's uh, really do. Just hope he don't get into a title picture just yet. Like I think Bray Wyatt right now is in everything he's telling in the creative side is bigger than putting the title on him at the moment right now. So he don't oh, yeah. necessarily need it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Bray. Definitely. Yeah, he does need a championship to get over, and uh, it's uh, like I, said, I think it's too much. I, I didn't think they should have put it on him when he was the fiend either. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Seemed like they just wanted to make some extra money, knowing that title was cool. Seemed mm-hmm. like everybody had they, you know, custom made title. The Rock did, Stone Cold did, John Cena. Hell, he did for a while. <laughs> uh, it me the okay. Abuse. <laughs> All right, uh, but you guys, man, before we get on out of here and roll on out, we got a XT Halloween Havoc coming up uh, this coming uh, Saturday. This coming Saturday, which is going to be a cool pay per view. One thing that stuck out to me in NXT this past, are you a fan of NXT? The whole, you know, reviving back to just NXT and not the 2.0? Oh, I love NXT. Uh, I said the original Black and Gold NXT was the best wrestling show on TV when it was on. Uh, mm-hmm. 2.0, it's, it's okay. I mean, it was like everybody, I everybody had so much shit to talk about it, but I got it. It was developmental, you know, and you get to see these kids grow up from like where they started out. And now they're kind of doing like a, a mix up of the two of the two. It's uh, it's not the Nickelodeon colored logo anymore, it's the like the golden white kind of thing. But yeah, they've done a really good job of building these these characters for these for these kids on NXT. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like Triple H is kind of adding his vision, but keeping the strategy of developing these guys as opposed to just trying to run a third brand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you're uh, right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Uh, uh, NXT, I, I'm, loving, I'm loving the fact that they're back to the whole, you know, goal. And, you know, the whole 2.0 was – it was cool. You know, some guys that came out of there uh, – Man, I can't even think of his name. Uh, Chase U. Uh, I'm, I'm, that's not his name, Andre. but I, I dig him. Yeah, Andre Chase. Chase. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I like him. I like him. Uh, Braun Breaker. He's he's cool. I mean, we all we, we all kind of like see he's the he's you know the, be guy the guy that he's pushed sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just there's a couple other people that I'm you know I'm digging. You know, but uh, I'm a big fan of Carmelo Hayes. I feel like he's oh. going to do real, real big on the main roster when he definitely comes up. So, yeah, man, NXT, NXT is 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 fine. I think everybody who's champion right now uh, is going to win at NXT. I think this is just another pay-per-view to just get everybody by and hopefully some uh, interesting things to come up. I'm, I mentioned NXT. I, I, want, I want to mention one thing and your thoughts on it real fast. Uh, the whole Ring of Honor uh, TV deal. Uh, do you feel like that would be good for AEW and Ring of Honor, bringing that back to TV, or you know, thoughts on that? Because I think they could do without Rampage 
and maybe replace Ring of Honor if they're going to put that on TV. But uh, what's your thoughts on it? I think Ring of Honor should absolutely have a TV deal in some form or fashion. Uh, Rampage, I admit, I don't watch Rampage every week. I'm usually mm. either out gigging or, you know, if I have to work the next morning, if I get to five in the morning every morning. So I'm usually not up that late. But uh, yeah. it's, uh, I like the idea of, I actually, to be honest, I think they'd almost do better having a YouTube deal. Take out mm. okay. your uh, dark elevation or your dark, because number one, they have such a back log jam of talent in AEW that they're squeezing them all into these YouTube shows or on Rampage here and there. You could take one of those. You keep keep Dark on YouTube. Take Dark Elevation. Make that into a Ring of Honor product. And I think that would be great. And then if they can get it on to uh, Time Warner, I think the talk was putting it on TBS or TNT, right? For, uh, yeah, Ring somewhere around. Yeah, somewhere around that they're trying to get a ring of honor on. Like you said, in my place, my, my opinion, I would just go ahead and uh because I, I don't know if you ever been to an AEW show, but uh it, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's a uh, okay, okay. Uh it, it 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 could be a lot at times though, if you go to um a dynamite, like a couple of weeks ago, uh they were here in DC though, but they uh were coming Wednesday and Friday, but if they were just here on that Wednesday, they filmed uh, Doc Elevation before. So then they're going to film AEW Rampage right after. So you got to stay for Elevation. You got the full two hours of uh, Dynamite. Then they're going to film Rampage. That's, that's a lot, you know? So I yeah. actually would just do something else, you know? Do, do something yeah. else. So I yeah, definitely, I would, definitely uh, dig it. Yeah, I would take the Ring of Honor. I, I, you have to split the roster in half at all. Just take that core Ring of Honor group that they've got and then run shows in, in Philly, you know, so you can use the 2300 Arena like they used to or the uh, mm-hmm. or Chicago Ridge or all these places that they used to run back 10 years ago where they would always draw good houses back when they had, like, your Steens and your Briscoes, your Heroes. And, uh, and yeah, just kind of start from square one, you know. They got... Uh, they got a hell of a crop of champions right now between uh, obviously Jericho. Is, it's crazy to think that Jericho is the earliest world champion. But then you take your Daniel Garcia, your uh, FTRs, tag champs. They got a, they've got a heck of a, uh, a core to, to work around. And I think yeah. if they can get a future product, it would, I think it would just go great. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. We're going to wait and see, man, as the story develops over the next coming weeks. Hey, Mark, man, I appreciate you joining me this week here on Talk Pro Wrestling. It was real cool taking the time out today, man, and also, you know, taking the invite to coming through here on the 1130 podcast. I appreciate you a lot. Before you go, man, you're the whole Jump in the Real, the wrestling podcast. Tell everyone about it, where they can catch it at, with some new episodes, and where they can subscribe, man. Uh, subscribe on uh, well, we got Podbean, uh, it on Apple Mute, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify. Uh, usually drops on every other Thursday. Uh, it, the schedule is going to change before too long, but uh, for right now, it's uh, every other Thursday. Uh, we got a special episode I'm recording tonight that's going to drop tomorrow. That's a live YouTube watch along with Halloween Havoc 1989 WCW and. Uh, 
one of my favorites. It's kind of appropriate given we're getting ready for Halloween Havoc and Freak. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so you can catch us there, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTRPod. You can get our, uh, our merchandise. And, uh, and yeah, so it's we record live usually on Tuesdays, drop it on Thursdays. And uh, just, yeah, we just talk kind of like with you guys. We just talk about the, uh, the hot button topics. We do uh, top 10 lists. We do. Uh, just if there's a certain press score, we'll, we'll just discuss it at length here and there. But it's a lot of fun. I think you guys will enjoy it. And uh, yeah, just subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, Jump the Rail Podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. I will, I will be most definitely uh, sharing, uh, sharing it and subscribing to it. The, the episode you sent me. Uh, that you did a couple of weeks ago when you guys were viewing uh, All Out was a dope episode. I'm in the process of still listening to it, but uh, amazing, amazing. I'll put the links down below for everyone who want to listen on uh, Apple Podcasts or if you want to tune in on YouTube, definitely hit the link down below. Subscribe to uh, Jump in the Rail uh, Wrestling Podcast. For real. Once again, uh, Mark, man, this was an awesome one. You know you welcome me anytime. We got to, you know, do something. Do something where I can come on and chat wrestling on your podcast too, man. In the oh, future. absolutely. So, you got an open invite. Man, that'd be, yeah, man, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. I appreciate you. You're always welcome here once again. Thank you for coming here on the 1130 podcast. Talk about wrestling. Thanks for having me, man. Yo, Mark, man, I appreciate you coming through here on the 1130 podcast. Talk pro wrestling this week. Chopping it up, man. All things wrestling, man. All things wrestling. Really dope show. Before I head on out of here and before we uh, end this week, you guys, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast is at. Uh, Jumping the Rail Wrestling Podcasts. Tap in wherever you get your podcast is at, man. It was really dope, man, chatting with him, man. Bray Wyatt, the White Six. They got big plans for him all the way up until Mania. So uh, that's going to be great. Prayers out to Hangman Adam Page. Hope he makes a full recovery after that concussion. And praise the MJF, man. I think he's the AEW savior, man. I, I really do. I think he is the guy to change AEW and take it. Take it, take it further where it need to be, for real. Speaking of Savior, Bray Wyatt is indeed back. We're going to see what he does tonight on SmackDown after that creepy ending. You know, really dope, you know, him breaking his silence and uh, being the real Bray and telling everyone what he's been through and dealing with deaths and stuff like that. So, great to see him back. All that, all that and more, man. This, this was dope. This was really dope. So, once again, shout out to Mark and the Jump in the Real podcast, man, for real. Uh, man, before I go, you know what time it is. Don't forget to follow The 1130 Podcast on all social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter at The 1130 Podcast. Like The 1130 Podcast on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. I mean, yeah, Twitter. I already said that. <laughs> uh, follow me on TikTok. That's what I missed. Follow me on TikTok at The 1130 Podcast. And also uh, follow me on Instagram at The 1130 Podcast underscore. And also, man, click the link in the bio of The uh, 1130 Podcast Instagram page get you some merch man it's a little cool the weather is changing you gotta stay warm man get you a shirt a tank top if you like going to the gym so you can be you know podcast ready man for real don't forget to tell a friend about the podcast this was a definitely great one man for real uh, all new episode of the 1130 podcast main episode will be streaming this Wednesday coming up man on YouTube and the audio version on Spotify tap into the latest episode and then man 
that's about it <laughs> enjoy you guys weekend enjoy wrestling um halloween havoc is coming up so i got Braun breaker retaining i got mandy rose retaining i got um carmelo hayes or wesley is going to win uh the north american championship uh it's a ambulance matchup between two of the guys that were in uh oh man i can't even think of the day going diamond 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 man um yeah, man, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be some fun matches, fun time this week on uh, NXT. So everyone enjoy wrestling, independent wrestling, whatever it is, man. Just have fun and enjoy life. Yo, it's your man Dre, aka Dre on Bills. <laughs> stay blessed, stay safe, give all the glory to God, man. Won't he do it? Yo, it's your man Dre, man. I'm out.